0: a guest speaker, but before I have her come up, just want to tell you a little bit about No Limits. First of all, my name's Kate. If you don't know me, I'm the lead pastor here alongside my wife, Beth. And No Limits, we're here to help you know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. And really, our end goal here is just so you can come on Sundays, get equipped to go out. And make a difference for the kingdom of God. That's If you all go out and do that, I know that I did my job as a pastor. So it's, it's exciting. I see you all doing that. Chris is doing it. I mean, everybody is just jumping in. And it's amazing what we can get done whenever we actually go out and do it. Right? Awesome. All right. Well... Let me introduce you, Becca. Um, I've known her for a long time. We go way back to, like, I remember the Harbor days, whenever we were doing those worship nights. Yeah, those were good times. Back when I was a worship leader and, and not a pastor, huh? That was, um, that was fun. We also went to Rama together, and her husband as well. And um, let me just read you her introduction. She was born and raised in Oklahoma, and she's proud to be an Okie. Anybody else in the room proud to be an Okie? All right. She has been married to her husband and best friend, John Mark, for almost 10 years, and they have two precious boys. Liam, he's five, and Finley is three. Cutest things, by the way. She has a passion for God's word and his people. She graduated Rhema in 2010 and went on to intern at Victory Church and has been in ministry ever since. She has spent the last year and a half preaching in her local church, but is excited to step out into the traveling ministry. Are we like your first church? Yes. That's awesome. I've heard Becca speak many times, and she's got that gift of encouragement. I know you guys are going to be encouraged today, and that's really good because it'll bring a nice balance to, I have the gift of spanking, spiritual spankings, it seems like every week, so I'm glad that you're here to encourage the people. So come on up, Becca, I'm going to hand this over to you. Let's give her a hand.
1: Well, good morning. Let me set everything down here. How are you guys today? Good. Well, I'm excited to be here. You know, we don't have to come to church. We get to come to church, right? Isn't that just wonderful? Amen. Well, Cade kind of just went over everything about me pretty much. I love Jesus. I love my husband and I love my kids, you know? Doesn't get much sweeter than that. I want to say a huge thank you to Pastor Cade and Pastor Beth for just opening the pulpit to me. I I know that that's an honor and a privilege, and I do not take it lightly. Um, like he said, I really feel just a call to start in traveling ministry. It's something that's been in my heart for a long time now, and sometimes God needs to give us a kick in the booty, and I've had that. And so last week, we just said, hey, let's reach out to some churches. And Cade was like, hey, you want to preach this Sunday? And we were like, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm so thankful, so thankful for that. Anyhow, I wanna go ahead and pray and let's just jump into the word, amen? Father God, I just welcome you into this place. I say, have your way, do as you wish, lead me and guide me. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here because it's not by my might, not by my power, but by your spirit and we welcome you. We thank you, Father God, that your perfect will is being done in this service. Every heart is open, every mind to receive exactly what you have for them. And we thank you, God, for that. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Now, I'm going to tell you all, there's a joke going that when I preach, my southern comes out. Okay? It's the Holy Spirit. Okay? (laughs) You know, like in Minnesota, I've made this joke. But in Minnesota, they're like, amen. Thank you, Jesus. It gets real, you know. But here it's amen. So everybody just give me a good amen. All right? We're going to have some fun. You know, it's okay to have fun in church, Right? right? Okay, well, hey, let's just jump right in. Do you have your Bibles? We're going to go to John 14, 27. And this particular passage is amplified I'm all over the place when it comes to my versions but we're going to start amplified it says peace I leave with you my perfect peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you do not let your heart be troubled nor let it be afraid let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge now we're gonna to go to John 16, And if you don't know and you've never heard me speak, I like the Bible. See, because everything we believe, what we're here for is based off of this, right? Right? So I feel like what I say needs to line up with this. So I'm gonna give you a lot of scripture, Okay. <laughs> In John 16, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Something I want to encourage you today, peace is your right. Peace is yours to keep because Jesus gave it to us. It is a gift from God. Amen? So if you're taking notes today, the title of the message is Keep Yo Peace. That's right. Keep your peace. So what I just read you up there, I'm going to read you a little bit of a different version. It says, what I'm leaving with you is shalom. I'm giving you my shalom. I don't give the way the world gives. Don't let yourselves be upset or frightened. Say, well, what does shalom mean? Well, I'm going to tell you. Shalom is a Hebrew word meaning peace, means nothing missing, nothing broken, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. That is the kind of peace we get from the Father. See, the world's definition of peace is this it's a state of tranquility or quiet, and that's from the Webster Dictionary. See, but the peace. That God gives us, it's a different peace. It's not a peace of this world. It's a peace that surpasses all of our understanding. Has anybody experienced that peace? Man, when I was a little girl, I experienced it at such a young age. I remember my mom one time was rocking me and she was singing. Have y'all ever heard that old Gaither song? I'm not a singer, so Jesus. Jesus, there's just something, come on singers, about that name. And as she rocked me and sang this song, I felt a peace that I've never to this day forgotten. It's a supernatural peace. If you're taking notes, my first point is peace is a promise from God. Say that with me. Peace is a promise from God. Amen? Amen biblical peace is not something we can create on our own it is a fruit of the spirit god is our source of peace and one of his names is yahweh shalom what does shalom mean peace nothing missing nothing broken amen which means the lord is peace jesus is the prince of peace it tells us in isaiah 9 6 see if you're taking notes write this down this is good I know I'm bragging on myself, but this is really good. (laughs) Peace is yours to keep unless you choose to give it away. Peace is ours to keep because, like I said, it's a promise from Jesus. I'm going to say it again. Peace is yours to keep unless you choose to give it away. And you may say, well, Becca, life is crazy. I can't always control things. No, but that's when the supernatural peace, which surpasses all understanding, comes in. Amen. Hey, does anybody like a good old-fashioned object lesson? Yeah? So I was going to ask my husband, but he's tending to our children right now. So, Candace, I'm going to put you on the spot. Will you come help me with something? Yeah. Thanks, sister. Okay, so I want to give you guys a visual of just what life looks like, how easy it is to give our peace away. So we're going to start with this one. This is my heart. This is how we should guard our heart, right? This isn't a Bible, by the way. This is a fun little decorative book. <laughs> it's cute. But this is how we should guard our heart, okay? But so often we allow circumstances so easily to take our peace away. Well, here's one right here, health. How easy for is it to walk in the doctor and they give you a bad report? It is so easy to say, all right, here's Satan. Here's some of my peace. Sorry, Candace, you're not Satan, but you're just, you know. <laughs> it's for a good purpose, okay? <sighs> Work. You may have frustrating employees. You may have a frustrating boss. Whatever it may be, maybe you're just overwhelmed with your job. Okay, devil, I'm sorry. Here's more peace. Here's one. Kids, especially after being snowed in for four days straight. Can I get an amen? Kids, they can take your peace whether they're young or whether they're old. It's so easy to allow little things that they do and say, you know what? Forget it. Here's Satan. Here's more of my peace. I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you. Relationships. This is a big one. Whether it's a friendship, dating, whatever, it is so easy to allow people to push our buttons and take our peace. And I want to encourage you on something with this. I want to give you permission today to say no. Healthy boundaries create healthy relationships, and if you don't create healthy boundaries, you will not have peace in your relationships. And if those, relation, those people that in your circle don't respect those boundaries, they're probably not a good friend anyways. There's another one, devil. Now listen. I said it in my bio. My husband is my best friend, but nobody knows how to push my buttons like him. When you live together, if you leave that toilet seat up one more time, if you drop that pair of clothes on the floor one more, all right, you just here you go. There's my piece. It's gone. She gone. And last, but certainly not least, Tulsa drivers. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. This one gets me so. Probably out of all those, this one can get me the, give my peace away the quickest. I'm telling you what, they crazy. And I'm telling you right now, if you're one of them and you have a little church sticker on the back, honey, go ahead and scrape that off, okay? (laughs) Scrape it off because we need you to represent Jesus right. And if you crazy driving, you're not doing it, okay? Here you go. Let's just take it because I've done giving my peace away. You know, we've all been there though. It's so easy. If we are not intentional about keeping our peace, we're going to give it away, and it is so easy to, for life just to get the best of us and get consumed with all the things and just say, here, devil, here's more peace, here's more peace, here's more peace, to where we can't even enjoy life anymore. So here, I'm going to go ahead and take this one back. God, your grace is sufficient. You're an ever-present help in time of need. Your love is shed abroad in my heart daily by the Holy Spirit. I'm taking my peace back. Relationships. Father, I bless them. I bless them, Lord, and I thank you that I have the mind of Christ. Holy Spirit, you're leading me and guiding me. I'm taking my peace back. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says to raise up my kids in the way that they shall go, and they will not depart from it. And in the meantime, your grace is going to carry me. I'm taking my peace back. Work. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see what I'm doing here? You combat these things with the word because we can't do it in our own strength. Health. Health. By your stripes, I am healed. Last week, Kate said you guys had a healing service. That is awesome. His word says we are healed. Here's the thing about this. It may be a fact what the doctor said, but truth trumps fact, and God's word is the ultimate truth. And last but not least, thank you, God, for your peace, which surpasses all understanding. And your love is shed abroad in my heart daily by the Holy Spirit, including with crazy Tulsa drivers. And everybody said... Amen. Hey, can y'all give Candace a hand for me? She did awesome. Thank you so much. Amen. You know, in Mark 4:35 through through 41, it says the day when evening came. He said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind. They took him along just as he was in the boat. They were on the other side with him and a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion and the disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? And he got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves and he said this, he said, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Some of you need to simply just take the authority in your life and say, quiet, be still in Jesus' name. You have the authority. When everything else in your life seems to be going crazy, sometimes you simply need to speak to your circumstances. You need to speak to them and say, enough is enough. Quiet, be still in Jesus' name. In 1 Peter 5 eight, it says, Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely seeking someone to devour. Y'all, he's not stupid. The devil will do anything he can to try and get under your skin. He will use whoever. He will do whatever he needs to do, any circumstance, because he knows he can take your peace. And if you're not intentional about it, like I said, he will easily give it away. And so you've got to know your authority and say, devil, shut up. Not today, Satan. you I ever say that? Not today. I'll wake up and say, "Mm mm-mm. Not today, Satan you're not doing this. In James 4, 7, it says, submit your the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee. He can't stay around. That's what the Bible says, and if the Bible says it, then that's it, period. You just have to tell the devil to go sometimes, a good old-fashioned devil, go. Amen? All right, my second point is Like I said up there, you have to be intentional about keeping your peace. And I want to reiterate this because if we aren't intentional, we're going to keep giving it away. We have to make a conscious decision daily to keep our peace. Like I showed you in the demonstration, there's opportunities every day to give your peace away. And if you aren't intentional, it will slip right out of your hands. You know, I had a situation not long ago where somebody did something to me. And honestly, I don't think they meant anything by it. But, you know, that's how the enemy gets in. Your mind starts thinking and you start building these thoughts. And I bought into it for a second. And the Holy Spirit checked me. He said, Becca, what are you doing I said, oh, you're right, you're right. So I just began to meditate on the word. I began just to thank God for his goodness. And it was so funny, the moment I started meditating on his goodness, and I was intentional about not thinking on what they did to me, but just focusing on what God has done for me and how good he's been. It was like the Holy Spirit just came over me, and I had total clarity. I knew that I knew they didn't mean anything by that. Lord, I forgive them and I'm good. And I was able to move on and be free from that. But had I not been intentional, had I not stopped myself from letting that thought go deeper and deeper, it could create an offense. And when we get an offense, we certainly can't have peace. Right? Right. Well, I want to share with you guys this story. It's a personal story. And I've always gone back and forth on whether I share it or not. But every time I share this message and I share this story... People come up to me and afterwards and say, "Man, Becca, that was that was what I needed to hear. I'm going through that." And so every time I share it, I never regret it. So I'm just going to get real vulnerable. I'm if the more if you see me ever again, know I am as transparent as they come. I'm as honest as they come. And so I grew up with a childhood best friend. Man, we were friends from like two to I think 24, and we talked all the time for years. If you knew her, she was with me and I was with her. I mean, we didn't go days without talking. We were BFFs. Well, anyhow, we moved apart, and one day we stopped speaking to each other. We just never talked again. And it was weird. And I remember saying to myself, I don't care. Have you all, we've all been there. You know, we want to act like we don't care. We want to act like it doesn't hurt. And so I said, Fine, I don't care. It's probably just saved me some, you know, drama or something. It's fine, I'm better off. And, you know, it, there was a time where it just consumed me. And I thought, God, I've told you I forgive her. I don't care. Why am I still? I was dreaming about her. It was just like I couldn't get her off my mind. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and He said, It's because you're not owning up to your hurt. And that shook me. I was like, Oh, God, you're right. See, if we allow pride, To hold us back from our healing and our forgiveness, we can't have peace. And so I finally admitted it. I said, okay, I need to tell somebody. So, of course, who I tell is my husband. He knows everything, so I just tell him everything. And I said, babe, I need to talk to you tonight. And he said, okay, what's up? And I said, I got to get this out. I said, losing that friendship hurt me. That hurt me. And I cried, and I just let it out. I let it out. And it was from that point I was able to start finding peace again. I was able to start finding healing again. See, have y'all ever heard this, that um, bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die? See, I was drowning in my unforgiveness and didn't even realize it because I was too prideful to even own up to it. You got to own up to it. You got to admit when you're hurt. Amen? Unforgiveness will hold you back from your peace and joy, but it will also hold you back from your purpose. And that is why this is vital. After you own up to your hurt, it's important to know there is one more step in your freedom to help you get past that hurt and unforgiveness. In Luke six twenty eight, it says, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. That's hard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Listen, I hate injustice. So for someone like me, I'm like, yeah, I'll bless you with a punch in the face, honey. Okay? No. I don't want to pray good things for you. I'm like, God, are you kidding me? But it says, this is Jesus talking in Matthew 5, 43 through 44. It says, have you heard that it is said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Blessing those who hurt you and praying for them, I think we can all agree, does not come naturally. But it's in God's word, and if it's in God's word, it works. I i know for me, when I began to say, God, I bless her. And it wasn't just a... Ugh, and bless her. I mean, you got to mean it, you guys. You gotta. You may have to work your way up to it, but just start with that. Lord, I bless them, and it may be, i bless them. But keep saying it. Lord, I pray that the eyes of their understanding is flooded with light, that they walk in your purpose, that they know who you are. And when you begin to pray for them like you want somebody to pray for you, I'm telling you what, you guys, your vision and your heart will change for them. You will have love for someone who hurt you. And only God can make that happen. And when you do that, what do you take back? Your peace. Your peace. Amen? Listen, if you want to get where you want to go, it means we have to do things that are hard. Things that go against what our emotions are screaming at us about. And this is one of those hard things that doesn't feel natural. But it's also one of those things that if we don't do it, we can't move forward. There is power in blessing those who hurt you and praying for them. That's why Jesus not only told us to do it himself, he also did it. In Luke twenty three thirty four through 39, Jesus was on the cross. Now I'm going to read 35 through 39 and then I'll go to 34. It says the people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him. They said he saved others, let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine, vinegar and said, you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There is a written notice above him which read, The King of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. I don't know about you, but if I was the one saving the world and literally having the worst possible death ever, I'm not sure I would want to pray for these people who were mocking me. Mocking me as I suffered for the good of all. But what did Jesus do? In verse 34, he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. He prayed for them. You know, Jesus knows how hard it is because he had to do it himself. Remind yourself of that. He did it, and you can do it also because he empowered you to do so. Philippians 4.13 tells us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's empowered you because he's within you. Amen? Forgiveness allows us to take back your peace and freedom and your heart and mind. We're going to do another scripture. Are y'all getting tired of them yet? Good answer. It's gonna get y'all some prayer if you're gonna say yes. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts, our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable and right, and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy and keep putting them into practice, keep putting all the things in practice you've learned from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. If you're taking notes, write this down. Stop focusing on what they did to you and start focusing on what he did for you. One of the biggest ways of keeping our peace is remembering all God has done for us. And when we have an attitude of thankfulness and we have an attitude of, oh God, you were faithful then, you're gonna be faithful now. Father, you You were so good to me, you healed me then. You took care of my children, you provided a need. And when we get in that attitude of keeping our mind, and our heart on the goodness of god i'm telling you what it makes it so easier to keep your peace amen perspective is everything man i remember one time i was a stay-at-home mom at this point and i was in the kitchen and if you've ever had toddlers you know you mop or sweep the floor a lot you sweep a lot It's like 20 times a day. (laughs) And I remember I was sweeping the floor and I was frustrated and annoyed. I was like, it's like my 10th time doing this today. And again, the Holy Spirit checked me. He's real good about doing that. And he said, but Becca, you prayed for this. You know, I had a season where I couldn't get pregnant for a while. And I was so grateful when I found out I had my baby. I wouldn't be cleaning that mess if God didn't answer my prayer. So when I turned my eyes to look at it as a blessing instead of a curse, man, I enjoyed that sweeping. I was bawling my eyes out. I was like, oh, God, thank you. Because he's been so good to me. Your perspective is everything. And I was able to take my peace back. Amen? Amen. Well, the third and final point is surrender. That's a hard one especially if you are a a control freak like me. Some of you are lacking peace because you simply refuse to surrender and obey God and do what he's told you to do. Maybe you're like, hey, I've given my life up to Jesus, but I'm not just talking about saying the prayer of salvation. I'm talking about maybe you know that God's called you to do something and you're refusing to do it because you're scared, it's overwhelming. But I I wanna encourage you this. It says in Isaiah 55, eight through nine, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than our thoughts. You know, it's real easy to think we know best. The Bible also says a man has many plans, but the Lord directs his steps. And when we surrender those plans to him, Man, it's powerful what God can do. If you're taking notes, write this down. When we surrender and do what God has called us to do, we find purpose, and with purpose, there is peace. There is so much peace when you surrender and follow the purpose that God has for you. Trust me, this is coming from somebody who likes to control things. This is someone who has wrestled with God for years, you guys. I'm 30 years old, (laughs) And I'm just now, I guess it's kind of like Jesus. He was 30 when he stepped into his ministry. But I've wrestled for years with God doing what I'm supposed to do. And let me tell you, the moment I finally said, okay, God, the peace that came, God provided every time, he was faithful every time. There is so much peace in surrender. In Proverbs 23, 26, it says, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. John 3.30 says, he must increase, but I must decrease. So I'm going to say that again. He must increase, but I must decrease. That means those plans that you think that you know best, those things that you say, no, God, I, I know what I'm going to do. No, you have to say, I let it go. Lord, I I surrender it all, and I'm going to get in your word like never before. I'm going to dig in deep like I've never done it before because I want to decrease, and I want you to increase. Amen? Maybe you're not even sure what your purpose looks like. I know there was a time in my life I wasn't sure. But I want to encourage you something. There is so much power in asking the Holy Spirit. In John 15, 26, it tells us, I will send you a helper. This is what Jesus said. From the Father, the helper is the spirit of truth who will come from the Father. And when he comes, he will tell He will tell about me. And you will tell people about me too, because you have been with me from the beginning. The Holy Spirit, that's his job, you guys. He wants to help you. So many times, we don't even take the opportunity to say, Holy Spirit, will you just help me? Will you show me? Don't you know that God's not up in heaven saying, oh, I don't want you to know your purpose. No, this is a game. I'm going to dangle it over your head. No, he wants you to know your purpose. But see, the Bible talks also all about faith. You move. God moves. And sometimes we just have to take that step and he will meet us right there where we're at. Every time, amen? You know there was a time when I got pregnant surprisingly. <laughs> My first pregnancy was um terrible. I was sick all the time. I am I was in and out of the hospital. I was getting the um IVs. It was just it was traumatic. And so, you know, a lot of women say after your first pregnancy and you have that slight nausea and all that, once you're past it and you have the baby, you forget how terrible it is. But I I didn't forget. I did not forget. <laughs> and so, New Year's Day, I told John Mark I said something doesn't feel right. And so, I said, I think you need to get a pregnancy test. He was like, you are not pregnant. I was like, I know, but let me just make sure. Well, I took a pregnancy test, and that puppy was pregnant. <laughs> and so... um I freaked out, and I told John Mark, I said, I'm not afraid to have another child. I'm afraid to be pregnant. I said, I have a one-year-old to take care of now. I can't be sick in bed all the time. And so I let fear consume me, and of course I ended up in the hospital a few weeks later having to get IVs, but I had a panic attack in the hospital. Whatever IV they gave me completely just made me lose my mind. I stood up. I tried to rip the IV out. I was calling for nurses. Liam was with me. He needed a nap. I mean, I'm talking, it was a nightmare. And once we got home and Liam went down for his nap things kind of calmed and the Holy Spirit said to me Becca you didn't even one time ask me for help and I was like oh I was shook and I said "Oh, Holy Spirit please forgive me and I said please Holy Spirit just help me I need to feel good. I ask you just to help me. Whatever it is, my body needs to move forward for this pregnancy to be smooth and just have peace. And my nausea lightened up for two weeks. And after that, I was completely fine and had a beautiful pregnancy. Don't take for granted the power and asking. Some of you simply just need to take the time and go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do? Amen? Maybe it's an attitude you need to surrender. You know, I I don't know about you, but I don't know any ungrateful people that are either happy or at peace. You know why? Because they don't exist. Life can be hard when we go through seasons of difficulty, and it's easy to not just see that if that's all we see, and we let go of our peace. You know, my friend Stephanie, she's here today. Say hi, Stephanie. Wave. Her daughter is hardcore and just became a United States Marine. And yes, and so she had posted something on her Facebook, like what it takes... For them to become a Marine. And so I was like, I got to see this because I got to cheer on Tana and know what she's going through. And so the guy who was talking in this documentary said something that stuck with me that I'll never forget. He said, you sweat more in training, so you bleed less in combat. I'm going to say that again. You sweat more in training so you bleed less in combat. And, you know, we could say the same thing about us being prepared when life gets hard. When battles come, we have to sweat more in training so we are ready for the battle. That means we have to surrender. That means we have to get in the word daily. Surrender is not a one-time thing. It is a daily decision to say, God, I surrender my day to you. I surrender this attitude. I surrender these feelings and getting in the word and building yourself up and knowing what this says. Amen? It's so important. You know, coming to church once a week is great. Like Kate said, he wants to empower you to get out there, but it is not Pastor Kate's job to encourage you every single day. It is not his job to get you ready for the battle every single day. You know whose job that is? It's ours. It's our job. If y'all want to go ahead and play the music, is that, thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, my mom, I love her. She's a preacher. She's a head pastor. I grew up um, as a PK. She's redheaded and she's as fireball as they come. And so she had... growth in her stomach and when she went to the doctor she was like I look pregnant what's going on and he did all the scans he did all the checking and he said Benita you've got cancer and he said it's not just a tumor it's spreading and she said no I don't she said that may be what your prognosis is but God's prognosis she's very (laughs) most people aren't like this but she said this to the doctor and he knows her he was very good friends with her so he knew how my mother was but she said no I don't God's word says different and you know what I love about that Is it's just like I said She was sweating and training Because then she was ready for the battle And he said, okay, I understand But I'm just telling you This isn't just a, a blank tumor Like it's spreading and it's, it's in your body She said, that's fine But that's not true I'm healed <laughs> And so she went to surgery They cut her open And they said the doctors began to weep Because he said, no I know what I saw I know what I saw And they said it was just a blank tumor. It wasn't cancerous, it was nothing. She woke up and of course she's like, I told you so. <laughs> Ain't no thing for her. You know, for me, I wasn't as quite as ready. When, when I got a call after having my second child saying, hey, we just saw something on a scan. It doesn't look good for you. It could mean cancer. You need to get an appointment. My vision went blurry. My vision went blurry. I thought I just had a second baby. I can't, I can't die. My kids need me. Of course, as always, the Holy Spirit checked me, and he said, Becca, you know what to do. (laughs) So I just began speaking the word, the only thing I knew to do. God, you've not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. By your stripes, I am healed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. And I'll tell you in the beginning, I, I didn't believe it. But the more I kept speaking it, the more I kept proclaiming it and getting my, off of, my eyes off the circumstances and onto this, that peace that we were talking about overcame me finally. And I knew that I knew that I knew I was okay. Now, I had to keep every day staying in this because if I didn't, the enemy came in and he tried to get back in my head again. You have to hold tight on to what the word of God says. Amen. Isaiah 23, 6 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Amen. You know, the Bible says the enemy's out to steal, kill, and destroy. But he's come to give us life and life more abundantly. You are not meant to live in turmoil. You are not meant to live in, in, in unforgiveness. You are not meant to live in fear. You are meant to live in peace. You know, I told you guys that story in the beginning when I was a little girl, I experienced that peace like no other. Maybe you have lived so long with your lack of peace. You have given the enemy a foothold so long and said, I'm giving my peace that you don't even know what it's like to live a life of peace anymore. I want to tell you, God loves you so much. That is not his plan. That is not his purpose for you. Sometimes he just simply needs us to take that step of faith and it's as simple as doing what his word says. Amen. Man, can I pray for some of you guys? I just, I was praying and I feel like there are some people I want that need to come up, and I want to pray with you. You know, you're not meant to do this alone. We are not meant to do life alone. And some of you need somebody to link arms with you, to stand with you and encourage you. Now, tomorrow morning when you wake up, you're going to have to make the personal decision. I can't do it for you then. But you're going to have to make the personal decision before your feet hit the floor to say, devil, no more. I will have a day of peace. I refuse to give you a foothold in my life, and I'm going to be intentional about keeping my peace today and he will try and get you but you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony there is power in you just speaking this word listen you guys God is no respecter of persons what he did for me he will so do for you and every time I speak his word every time I do what his word says he is faithful and he meets me right where I'm at every time can everybody just stand up with me I don't ever want to end a service without offering the gift of salvation. Maybe you say, I want to know Jesus in a way that I can have peace. Can I just have every head bowed and every eye closed right now? Maybe everyone is saved in here. I don't know. Praise God if you are, but I know I can't leave without at least offering. If you want to know Jesus in a way, that you've never known him before. If you want to ask him to live inside you and walk this life, I want you to raise your hand and we want to pray with you as a body so you're not alone. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Well, praise God, everybody. Thank you, Father. I see that hand. I see that hand. Father God, I just, will you guys repeat after me? Father God, I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you for what you're going to do. And I ask you to forgive me, Father God, of everything that I've done wrong, Lord. I ask you to come in my life, Father. Consume me. Have your way. Your will be done. And your kingdom come in my life. In Jesus' mighty name amen. Amen. Well, you guys, thank you so much for having me here. It has been an honor and a privilege to get to do what I know that God has called me to do. And so I hope this blessed you as much as it blessed me. And I hope you have an amazing week. Be blessed. Thank you, Pastor Cade.
0: Thanks, Becca. That was awesome. Were you guys blessed? Take a seat real quick. Uh, as she was speaking, I could sense the Holy Spirit say, will you get up there and just remind them how simple it is? Becca said it. I just want to remind you to make sure that you get it. It's simple to maintain your peace. You find the scripture, you stand on it. And you don't have to find 100 scriptures. You find one, and you stand on it. I used to be the most nervous guy that ever been around. And people who know me now, they're like, you nervous? Because I'm really calm and stable now through everything. But it's because I took the time. I found me Philippians 4.16, and I said it over and over and over Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Five minutes later, got worried. Be anxious for nothing, but by all things, through prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God, and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Ten minutes later, got anxious again, right? And you just keep doing it until you become this calm, cool, and collected guy. This is not my natural demeanor. It's who God made me to be though. And the scriptures transformed my life and they'll do the same for you. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type No limits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.